Hi, welcome to the Car Measurables podcast. My name is Advita Patel. I'm Trudy Lewis. And I'm Jenny Field. Welcome to this week's news, and it's our final news of the season, which is just the lovely Trudy and me, because Avita is on a boat trip, I believe, today in Mauritius, having a delightful time. You should see the photos she takes over there, honestly. (laughs) If that girl has one more cocktail on a beach... Honestly, and, uh, she'll fall well, over. If she sends us one more picture of a cocktail, on <laughs> <laughs> we're just jealous because it's very grey here. <laughs> but it's our last news of the season, and Trudy and I were just chatting about what to talk about today. And as a group of three, we've been talking about the fact that it's the end of the season and how different the yeah. world is now that we're no longer in lockdowns and people are out and about more. So we wanted to get your opinions on some of the things that we're thinking about for the next season before we make some decisions because it's been four seasons now I know, Can you believe it? I know the time has flown I mean I I remember when we started and we actually we didn't even think about how many seasons we were going to do we no. just literally started and it's evolved into our fourth season now and we're heading into the fifth which is amazing I uh, know I know we're great. just gonna keep I think we're just gonna keep going until someone tells us to I know, stop. So stop now stop talking <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that we get part way through a season and go what are we going to talk about next season? And when I look at the list of ideas we've already got for season five, it's huge, the stuff that that we've got on there. But that's, I suppose, was kind of our thinking and our question was, one of the things we've talked about is whether or not to keep this new section in the next season, partly because it's it's sometimes more difficult to get us together. You'll, You'll know regular listeners that sometimes I'm not around this is the first time Advita's not been I around. know. It's, and it's the first time that it's just me and you. It is. I know. So we're just trying to work out whether this part of the podcast is worth carrying on doing, really, I suppose. was That, that was sort of our question, wasn't it, Trude? Yeah, people... it was, you know, do you enjoy it? Do you find it useful? You know, do you love the addition? Happy to, to, to bring it to you. But, you know, it'd be really interesting to hear how people feel about about the new section we know that you love the rest of it yeah. <laughs> we just really would love to to find out more and actually just generally it'd be great to get some more feedback from you to see how you feel about the podcast in general share some topics that you'd love us to cover because we can talk about anything you want so yeah there's that whole mixture of questions around well what what are our audience thinking at this point yeah, look at us being true communication professionals and getting the insight to inform our decisions based on, <laughs> our, based on our own hypothesis that we've got. Exactly. <laughs> um, practicing so yeah. what we preach. That's we are, we are. So there's lots of different ways you can get in touch with us. If you're just listening to the podcast, we have a website, which is calmedgedrebels.com. And there is an opportunity there for you to get in touch with us and join our mailing list community. But I suppose if you've got ideas or suggestions, probably the best way to do that would be either through Twitter, which is at Carmez Rebels, or through Instagram, which is also at Carmez Rebels. We do also now have a LinkedIn page we do, so for us. us. So yep. you can follow us on there. But that, I don't think you can message us as a company. No, on but they can but the people can DM us um, yes. on LinkedIn as well. True. We're quite busy on there too. So True. we're just everywhere. You can find <laughs> us anywhere you like. And part of the reason I think we've invested more in kind of LinkedIn and having that page is just because we're getting quite a lot of interest in working with the three of us, which has been quite exciting. So we've got a couple of conversations going on about projects around sort of culture changes and change programs and EVPs and all different stuff, which is quite exciting. So we just would love to hear what you think. And we know, as Trudy said, we know that the main content on the podcast 
is really well received. We get lots of comments and feedback and, and some challenges. You know, we had yeah. some feedback recently where, where we had people kind of disagreeing with some of the stuff we talked about, which is always welcome to get in touch and talk to us about things that we're chatting about. We know we're all quite opinionated, so we love to hear <laughs> if, uh, if people have got views. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else in our news this week, Drew? Does our last well, the, the only thing is the comms retreat. The fact that we are, yes. you know, we, we we have listened to feedback and we've decided to turn it into a one day intensive. Doesn't mean that the the longer version away retreat isn't happening. That will happen later in the, in twenty twenty two. But in March twenty twenty two, we're going to be putting on a one day intensive where the three of us will coach people through the day so it's pretty much a reflection of the longer version but just condensed so it's going to be quite a hardy busy day (laughs) (laughs) we'll come out frazzled can you imagine Um, (laughs) but we're really excited about it because I think it's going to be a great time of developing people who feel like they're stuck or feel like they want to move forward and not quite sure how to navigate that and those are things that we've done for each other so it's really an exciting prospect for us to bring mm. a small group of people together to do that. So, so that's the other thing that's happening. And we hope that you can tap into that as well. You can do it via the website or again, exactly what, what Jenny said, you can reach us through any of the social channels. Yeah. And that's on the 23rd of March in London yes. next year. So we've got, we've only got 21 places because we want to keep it quite small mm. to make sure that the three of us can, can do some group coaching and one-to-one time with people as well. So we've already had a couple of inquiries. We've got a couple of bookings already. So we are doing it on a first come, first serve, just to to be fair, really, to make sure that that people have, have got access to it. So yeah, lots of chances to get in touch. And we're going to take a, a season break. So we will be back with season five in the new year. We're going to be yeah. chatting to our wonderful producer, Debbie, in a few weeks about what's mm-hmm. working and what's not as well. So any feedback you've got for us will feed into that conversation, which is really helpful. And really, I suppose we should just do a little shout out to Debbie because we we often, what you don't hear is the sorry Debbies and the things that go on behind the scenes <laughs> while we're recording. But Someone said to me the other day, your producer is outstanding, you know, in order to to get it to sound like it does. So just a really big thanks to Debbie and her team at Seren Creative, because you won't sort of see much from them or hear much from them. But they make us sound wonderful when we're having audio issues and all sorts going on in the background. So uh, a massive thanks to Debbie and her team. Big shout out to her today. And we've got Jackie as well, who's started to help us some of our social media. So we should say a little thank yes. you to her. I'm just doing little thank yous at the end I of the season. I know, it's season. like, the, you know, <laughs> it really is the end of the it's season. It's like the end of the season. Um, so, uh, so we've got a, li- a few little people around us helping, which is really nice, just helping us get stuff done and get things moving. So we'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch, whichever way works for you. And we've got some conversations in the next few weeks. So we hope you enjoy this, the episode, the final episode that's coming up for you today. As I'm frantically now looking to work out which one it is that's our final episode. Oh, we're talking about trends and looking forwards. This is oh, what yes, we're doing. Because yeah. we wanted to kind of finish on a bit of a what do we think is going to be coming up and what do we think is going to be on the agenda for businesses and, and communication professionals into next year. So I we know. hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and wish you all the best for the season and for the new year big things coming so that's really exciting so yeah and we'll be back in 2022 i know see you then bye (laughs) if you want to find out more about how you can work with us you can visit our website which is calmedgedrebels.com Here you can find out more about each of us individually and it will also give you links to our own websites which are colinear.co for Trudy, 
commsrebel.com for Advita and redefining comms for me, Jenny. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Carmage Rebels. And you can also follow us individually on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. So if you do want to work with us around communications, consulting, coaching or workshops, please do get in touch. Welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about future trends in the workforce. (laughs) We thought this would be quite a good topic to talk about as our very last episode. Of the season, I feel like you should just... Because you were like the very last episode. Sorry, sorry. Very last episode of the season. Don't make everyone panic. (laughs) We're definitely coming back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, very last, our last episode of season four. So we thought it would be really good to talk about future trends because it is a conversations we've all been having in various different formats and different different industries. And it's something that I, um, I, I like to think about what I need to be prepared for, if that makes sense. So for 2022, what do I need to be aware of? Not only in terms of the role I play within the communications industry as a consultant, but also in terms of just being aware of what's coming and what isn't coming. And I, you know, with my IT kind of, head on if, if you didn't know I have a degree in IT <laughs> throwing that out there uh, with my IT head on I like to also keep on top of like tech trends and what what we need to be aware of and all that so I want to tell us that what it us to have a conversation about what your thoughts are about future trends what you folks who are listening to us need to be aware of and what we need to kind of be prepared for as well going into 2022 so I'm going to kick off and going to, I'm going to ask Trudy Sorry, Trudy. Trudy's like, oh my goodness, why are you asking me first? But just just a sentence, Trudy, to kind of what what is the what is that one thing that you think is going to be on top of everyone's agenda for twenty twenty two? Um, it's going to be a lot of things. Remember, we've we've just gone through the pandemic. There have been a lot of issues around people getting back into work. People reassimilating with things like hybrid working and how we settle and so on I think change will continue to be a big feature uh, as we go forward and my hope is that not only is change a big feature but also that it gets handled a bit better I think all leaders are a bit more open to things that are coming out as new so for instance all of those thinkers and philosophizers sorry that's not really a word but um <laughs> I like it philosophizers. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know they'll come out with various things and theories around management leadership business I think leaders at this stage are more open to hearing some of those and to embracing them as part of their companies they've seen companies fail as a result of not observing some of these processes and and theories. And I think we're going to begin to see hopefully a kinder, more human workforce or workplace. So there's this, for me, there's a, a kind of thought that the fact that people are more likely to talk about green issues, everybody's got environmental issues and sustainability on their on their kind of template things about diversity and so on I feel that all of these themes are going to be elevated not least of all because the generations are shifting a little bit 
So there's this, there's a, there's a new kind of approach or viewpoint that we're going to be a lot more open and thinking as people, I think, going forward. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Jenny? I'm really being really positive. <laughs> everything, everything I've written down doesn't seem quite so joyous. Yes, I'm going to be positive. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Like we're going to be really open. I've written polarization of society down. So <laughs> I suppose for me, there's a couple of things when I think about organisations looking forward, things that are going to be on their agenda. So there's certainly something for me around the pandemic recovery and the impact on the economy that's going to be felt for quite a long time and I also think that the impact of Brexit on the workforce is going to be felt for a long time and those two things together are going to be such a big focus and I I don't think we really know how that's going to play out yet and I think that's kind of the difficulty and I, I think from you know coming at it from the angle of kind of communications in business there is so much that needs to be understood and looked at around organizational culture in line with all of these things that are impacting us as a society. I also think that the investment in skills for leaders is going to be something that I think will be more of a focus. I think what was interesting in some of the conversations I've had over the last few months, this kind of acknowledgement of no matter who you are in an organization, we seem to be looking at ourselves a bit more than we probably have done in previous years. And therefore acknowledging where we need to invest in ourselves, where we can see we need to some development. We seem a lot more open to Trudy's point in terms of having some of those conversations than we have been before. I also think things like ESG, so environment, sustainability, governance is going to be a really big one. And I think for organisational culture, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that and culture. I feel like in the last 18 months, it's really bubbled up ESG as a topic. I'm just interested to see how that's going to manifest itself in behaviours and organisational values, certainly from a governance perspective and how that comes forward. So that's what I've scribbled down. I think that ESG is a great point and it is something that I have looked into a lot because if you think about, especially for those industries that got investors, because if you think yeah. about the age of investors now and people who are investing, they are people who are interested in what are you doing as an organisation to support the environment, what are you doing around the governance element, what are you doing around sustainability, you know, how are you, and, and then linking into that is that how are you making sure that you've got a diverse representation in your organisation and these investors are holding organisations accountable for these questions and answers as well. So a lot of organisations are now kind of really thinking. So rather than those kind of traditional CSR stuff that we all we all used to be involved in, you know, the community social responsibility, that's what it stands for, right? CSR, it does, yeah, not losing the mind. It has gone a bit deeper when it comes to investors because it is about money. And I think... It's so similar though, isn't it, though, to ESG? Mm. I mean, the S on yeah. ESG is social, not sustainability. But I... I, I you know, probably shouldn't say this in a podcast, but I do feel like they're just really similar. And I know that there are differences, oh. but I just feel like it's just an evolution of something that we've been oh. talking about for years. Yeah. I agree. No, they are similar. But you know what isn't similar is that in organisations, and no disrespect to anyone who runs CSR at all, but it was always like a side yeah. gig, right? It was, yeah. It was, it was somebody <laughs> who just was very good at talking to the community or yeah. going to schools and painting fences and all that is good stuff. I'm not saying you're going to offend some. I know. Please don't. <laughs> We've just Please lost. Don't. I feel like we could do a Stephen Bartlett moment. We've just lost seven percent of our audience. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I, I do know. I am generalizing here a lot, but in my experience, 
CSR has been the slightly softer stuff, right? Yes. And it's just the thing that we've had to do, you know, making sure that we're in the community a lot, making sure that we are contributing to the, you know, going along to the old folks' homes and, you know, painting the walls. And it has been. I'm, I'm like, I know, yeah. I know there is people who have taken it more seriously, but in my experience, it, that's the level of, that's the, put it this way, that's the level of, communication i was told as an internal communicator to communicate about csr yes. and businesses but do you think it's because they just never understood it then they just never understood the breadth of it well yeah. I, but, but also i wonder whether there's you said something then advita which trudy's just jumped on as well in that you know it that's what it was it, it esg feels like it's taken more seriously and i remember yeah. writing about trends at the beginning of 2021 and i said about it being the year for us to be more specific you know, we have to be really intentional and very specific about what we're doing rather than these big grand words. And I wonder if that's something we're seeing in some of this. Like maybe we didn't know enough about what CSR was, but ESG is about taking things more seriously, more, you know, and more as a measurement rather than just a list of what you're doing. Yeah. But I think there's something in that around maybe as we go forward, things are just being taken a lot more seriously about their impacts on people, the oh. environment and everything else, which we haven't seen no. before. No, and which is why I'm optimistic. Yeah, yeah fair. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll join yeah. you in the, in the... I'll come with some, you know, hopeful equanimity rather than optimism, but I'm with you. Well, there's a stat that I read, a day, a morning star, I think it was, that said, at the end of 2020, the total assets held in sustainable funds was around $1.7 trillion, which is apparently a 50% rise on where they started wow. at the start of the year. So that investment community that I spoke about are definitely expecting to be informed on the company commitments and actions on those kind of ESG things. So I think that's why, obviously, that kind of money, <laughs> people are going to take things seriously, right? Yeah. So ESG, I 100% agree with. It is going to be, if you haven't already, I would say it's something that's going to go quite quickly and, and move quite fast in 2022 and beyond especially as you mentioned there, Jenny, the economic fallout over Brexit and yeah. pandemic. Um, I don't know about both of you or anyone who's listening, but I am definitely speaking to clients and, and other, other kind of communicators in particular around the change that Trudy mentioned. You know, there's a lot of change that's taking place at the moment. There's lots of uncertainty around that change. I've, I'm involved in quite a few restructuring conversations. There's a sense of, what now you know yeah. i know we're still dealing with it but the pandemic i mean but what now what, what how do we get ourselves future fit the other trend i wanted to talk about is around the fact that this is going to be in the last 12 months or so it's the first gen z i hate these terminologies by the way oh i, I don't just, believe I, in generational theory but we'll carry yeah, on yeah <laughs> yeah no i know i know you don't but you know all the starting data keeps throwing these generate generational theory stuff at us but i am like falling into this a little bit but they say that that generation that you know 18 to 21 year olds now the first digital native generation are entering the workforce and those organizations who are not keeping up with trends, especially when it comes to behaviours, technology, all that kind of stuff, this generation just won't, I, I, I will not, I, from what I read and from what I understand, will not put up with it. You know, they're a little bit more, and I do think, and I think you're right, Jenny, I do think this generational theory stuff, we can put people in buckets too much, but generally digital native folks, you know, if, you, if I now give a magazine to my 16-year-old cousin, he'll be like, what, what's this? 
<laughs> few minutes ago <laughs> to sit here reading this magazine. And if you think about this, I know some organisations say I'm moving away from that traditional kind of 25-page monthly staff magazine and are a little bit more creative with it, but they're not moving quick enough, right? So what does AI look like? What does virtual reality and augmented reality look like? How can we embrace that kind of new trends a little bit more? And I'm not saying be over the, over the top, but as communicators and as leaders and what our role is, how are we making sure that we're embracing this technology that's coming our way? So mm. the generation, whether it's Gen Z, Gen X's, baby boomers, millennials, whoever, we're all familiar with tech generally now. Yeah, and I think you're right because technology is something that we all need to get to grips with no matter what age yeah. we are because we live in a world where technology is is kind of with us. There was a good article, which I'll put in the show notes from The New Yorker a few months ago around generations and how dangerous it is to do the generations and, and that stuff. So just to get my own, you know, issue around that, I'll put it in because there is something about, yes, in the UK, you can do that. And we have a lot of technology, but there are lots of other countries where technology is not necessarily where we are in the UK. And no. there's lots of very different experiences around the world that we have to you know, kind of remember. But I do think. The technology is a separate thing from generations, but just how technology will evolve, how it will play a role. There's a couple of books as well that were covered in that. uh, In the news section of one of our previous episodes, we talked about a podcast episode with Mo Godet and Stephen Bartlett, and he's got a couple of books. So we'll pop Mm, those links in there. And one is technology related, because I think technology as an aside is something that we need to know. And we've I've talked about this before when I've talked about hybrid working and I've talked about the pandemic revolution. And the fact that a crisis escalates an existing trend. So as much as we're looking forward at the trends for next year, they are not trends that are brand new. I mean, the only trends that are going to be the only trends that we need to look at are the impacts really of Brexit and the pandemic that will be kind of different, if you like, in terms of these weren't expected or forecast. But because of those crisis, however you want to look at either of those things, there is then an impact on the other trends that were happening anyway because of societal evolution that are going to happen and and technology and AI is just one of those and if we don't have the skills in business today if leaders don't if you know line managers don't if communicators don't if HR professionals don't then that's something that we do need to go and learn and where you go and learn is probably one of the biggest questions I have you know it's all well and good us banging Mm -hmm. a drum and saying we need to upskill in technology but if someone said to me where can I go and learn about AI and you know the reality of it and how it's going to impact business I'm not sure I would know the answer to that. No, I wouldn't know the answer either. I, I, I think there are a lot of courses that from companies like the Googles and so on of this world, you know, they've, so there are things in the background, but in terms of actual, you know, where do you learn more about it? I'm not so sure. And the interesting thing with that is how so many companies, I remember quite a few years ago that quite a few companies were developing their digital strategies and trying to come up with, well, how, what will it look like? What do we need to embrace? And, to a certain extent, the leadership teams or the decision makers were quite reluctant to embrace like a full digital strategy at those those days. And I think, to be honest, that's not that far away. It was probably like three to four years ago that people were developing this and and also having that resistance. It, it's almost like we're already here. So it's already too late. So if your organization hasn't looked at these things, there's a certain extent to which you may be too late in the game. And so you're playing catch up. Mm. So I, I do think it's a trend that we need to pay attention to and perhaps review where we are, where we all are, even myself with my lack of technology. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, uh, a lack of awareness of technology. But, you know, it, it literally is saying, you know, we do need to be more aware. There are two, you know, you talk about generations. There's the, the, the younger generation, the Gen Zs and so on. And then there's the there's a lot of ageism going on as well as people are getting. We've got an aging population and many of that, the, those aging populations are willing to continue working. So yeah. whereas people were retiring earlier, people are fitter, healthier. They are staying in work longer. So you've got like a massive expanse of generations. There has to be a way. And I don't know you know, there must be some um, research on this about how it all melds together, how we all work together and use our skills, use our expertise, our experience in a really profitable way, simply because, you know, you're going to have older people in the workforce, as well as the, the thought that some of them will leave. There, there are more businesses than before, like independent mm. businesses and entrepreneurs and so on. So, all of technology plays into those groups of people and how how they connect with their new environments. Because as I said, we are going to see a lot of businesses, uh, new businesses come up and continue from the pandemic. The loads of them have been born out of the pandemic and, and many of these will continue, mm. whatever the generation. I'm just going to take us back to that training, that point where Jenny said, you know, where would people go? My yeah. big advice here to anybody is, check out the, the professional chartered bodies and professional memberships because they offer really good training. And the reason I'm saying this is because the Chartered Institute of uh, IT, they do a really good foundational module on artificial intelligence. So I would check out those because I'm not, I'm not saying that those folks who deliver training around this and not, you know, the kind of independent consultants and all that that give training, I, I rate you know a few of them and I think they're good good folks but if you're looking for understanding the basics foundations of that kind of artificial training and you want to go to a trusted source my starting point is always to go through the professional bodies route because mm -hmm. they tend to do their due diligence and have the kind of you know the accreditation same with colleges and universities so check out the Chartered Institute of IT the foundational course on artificial intelligence because it's a short one and it's really interesting and it just nice. gives you the basics of AI. Well, have you done it? I have just signed up for it. Yeah, so that's why I was going to. Yeah, oh, let's do it. I want to know. Can we do it together? Yeah, yeah I'll send you the link. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now that you're mentioning places, there's the digital leadership forum that I'm a part of. Um, so, so yeah. Look at you two getting all tech savvy, and I'm just over here with my pen and paper. It doesn't mean anything is sinking in. It just means that I have exposure to the information. So, the digital leadership forum put on events and and put out content about the future of digital really and how leadership need to be looking at it from a strategy perspective so I'm giving them a little plug there yeah. so it's quite good no I think it's great and I think you know we need to as leaders in our own rights and in our own profession industries we need to we don't need to know we don't need to know absolutely everything about coding and all that kind of stuff right but we need to yeah. be aware so we can advise and guide which is why this artificial intelligence you know under basic understanding of what it is mm -hmm. we can hold a conversation in our own right because I don't know about both of you, when people start talking about AI, I'm a bit like, I kind of know what it is, but I want to know a little bit more about it. And I want to be able yeah, to have likewise. a yeah. I want to hold a conversation around it. So I'll, I'll share the link in our show notes. And I'll share the link to both of you so we can do study partners. Study partners. So that's my 2022 CPD if anyone's interested. Nice. <laughs> if you want to join our study buddy group, let's know. 
but yeah, so that's my advice to anybody who is kind of thinking, where do I go for qualifications? Who do I trust? Where do I start? I always start, that's my starting point when I do my CT and my CT planning. Well, all three of us are getting together through our CT planning, aren't we? We are, yeah. Well, we started it in the summer because we always do do our comms retreat in the the summer months. So we've started that because I've booked in for some stuff already for next year. So there's a couple of other bits I need to sort out. But yeah, it's always good to look at what my, where are my gaps? Yeah. And that's what will help you on the comms retreat a little little, little plug there. (laughs) So if you're looking at kind of where do I start, what support do I need? I need to kind of sort out my continuing professional development. I want to look at my future. If you're struggling with anything, then please, you know, do check out our commentary. We'll share it in our show notes as well. So you've got that. And we'd love to kind of have a conversation with you for future commentary retreats that we're going to be hosting as well. So do check that out. Anyway, back to future trends. Did a little mini. We should do like, we should get David to do a little jingle in between them. Yeah. And do that little... yeah. <laughs> So that's the kind of tech side. The other side, which we have touched upon a little bit, is that diversity, inclusion, and belonging. Again, it's not a new trend. Like mental health is it a new trend. It is. However, I do think that organisations are going to have more accountability put on them, and there's going to be an element of consequence, especially because it links in, I would say, with ESG stuff. So if you haven't, I would say that, and I, and I, have, I am seeing a trend of organisations now baking in diversity, inclusion and belonging rather than, you know, sprinkling it in. And that was Liz Halliday's quote that I still keep referring to. I love that. But it is something that we do need to consider as leaders in our organisations is what am I doing personally to contribute to this? And what is the organisation doing to contribute to this? Because it's not going away. And people will be asking at interviews, I think, about what is their kind of DNI strategy plan. I think yeah. people will be there'll be expectation on folks to not do performative measures around yeah. diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and there's low tolerance as well around it. I would say, so if you're not getting, you know, if you're not delivering what you need to deliver in that organisation, you will lose talent. Talent will go, and people won't put up with it anymore, and and rightly so, they should put up with it. So that's something that people should be thinking about. Mm. I also wonder. I'm thinking back to. The big yak event that was in October, which was a group of 100 or so internal communicators in a room. And, and at the big yak, you set the agenda. So it's the topics and themes that people are talking about. And I, I captured all of those things. And diversity and inclusion was on there. But it was interesting because you said about mental health, you know, not new, but still a focus. And it prompted me to go back and look at that list of what people talked about. And actually, mental health wasn't called out that specifically on that list. It was more well-being more generally yeah which I think is an interesting shift as we look forward because even if I go back to you know what are the things that people are focusing on this year when I asked them at the end of 2020 and there was well-being and community there certainly and and not anything more specific than that and I feel like that's kind of a trend that's carrying on that it's just more about the broader well-being rather than the specifics of of mental health but there were lots of things listed in that at that event uh, things like behavioral science things like women's safety which was quite a new topic on the back of events over the last sort of 18 months lots of similar things still coming through around line managers frontline worker communication hybrid events organizational purpose but but diversity and inclusion i think seems to stay as a very much a kind of catch-all term and i do wonder as we look forward how specific people can get with that like is it just still going to stay as that kind of 
what I feel is kind of an umbrella term and actually can people get more specific what's nice is that it seems to have been pulled apart from certainly at the end of 2020 people were saying their trend was kind of community and diversity and inclusion and I was like well they're not always this, that's not necessarily the same thing like can we <laughs> that's just a lot of big words together <laughs> whereas I do wonder as we go forward and we've talked about you know over the course of this whole series we've talked about being intentional and diverse thinking and all sorts of different topics whether or not we will get narrower in that and whether that's starting to happen as people look at what are the things we need to focus on it is specifically this yeah. And maybe to your point of view, it's about baking it in. And that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. Not which bit or any of that, but actually it's about not doing things to be performative, both yeah. from a diversity and inclusion perspective, but even more generally, you know, I think we can be quite performative. Do you know what I mean? I think we could do yeah. that in a yeah. lot of different areas. Yeah. It's that tick yeah. box exercise that we've talked about. And I think, you know, we've talked about the generations stay and the generations coming through and, and they won't support or endorse performative action and I think that that is going to be one of the biggest changes we might see as we go forward I think a lot of companies now you know for for a long time they've been looking at diversity equity and inclusion it this is this is a long-term thing that they've been looking at and haven't been able to get a handle on so so if you think of it uh, you know people are talking about DEI strategies for years and years and years and they've done some elements of it they've marginally had some breakthroughs you know some companies will have their employee groups that cover this and so on and so on and so on but to Advita's point about things being baked in I I think there's an evolution going on and and we're at that point where it needs to be your everyday this needs to be our, our business as usual rather than oh this is a special project and you know there are always certain people that were on this special project about DEI but I think it's almost like we've come into a maturity around the subject. Yeah. Said, well, you know, let's stop playing around with this. It touches wider than just race, color or whatever. It's everything. You know, yeah. diversity mm. covers a lot of things. So we need to handle it properly. And do you think there's a link in what we've talked about already from CSR evolving to ESG, which mm. some people may dispute that's not an evolution, but it's that you know, kind of it was slightly fluffy and kind of, you know, to Advita's point, it was somebody just painted a fence down the road. 8% of followers lost again. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder if if there is, you know, I mean, is CSR just been rebranded ESG and does diversity and inclusion need a rebrand, you know, in order for it to, but I I don't think it does, but I think it's that evolution of something that is coming, that it's no longer you know, the fluffy stuff and yeah. and the other things. It's and, actually and, much more. And maybe than that. that's how maybe that's how humankind handles things because when you think about it, the same thing with digital strategy. You know, we weren't really a lot in front a lot of areas weren't necessarily taking it seriously. You would tell people about AI and be like, oh yeah, that's just science fiction movies. But these are things that are, are on our doorstep. You yeah. know, we're actually able to do far more. Who would have thought that, you know, we'd have phones stuck to our hands. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the days when to make a phone call, if you're out, you had to use a phone booth or if you made an appointment with somebody, you had to stick to what you said because yeah. you wouldn't have access to a phone. So, you know, things change. And I think what happens to us is that we, we become more mature about how we look at these situations. And maybe there is a period of us dancing around it for us to get used to it yeah. and then we can say right let's deal with it properly you yeah. know and 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 that's where I think things like ESG diversity and so on and so on have been yeah. handled 
<laughs> also, just to give you comfort, Trudy, I too remember the times where we didn't oh, have phones. Oh. Yeah. Well, when I first started work, we had fax machines. So I do. I have. I am. You know. I have memories of those times where you just oh, turned up when you said you were going to turn I, up. Yeah, I've, 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 I feel like I have company now. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh, I still, I still remember getting my first email address, and I was like eighteen, and then going into work, and then somebody teaching me how to send an email. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is that people that still have the email addresses that they first set up yeah. many, yeah, many years ago. Yeah, like my, yeah. I mean, we're all, I mean, my friends and I are just all sort of turning 40. And I've definitely still got a friend that's something like, you know, Sarah May Ibiza 1995 <laughs> at <laughs> nowhotmail.com or something like that. And it still makes me laugh. Oh, <laughs> I bet you're like, you know, 42. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I think I still got my very first one. I won't embarrass myself on here. I do that, I do that enough anyway without me telling you what my email address is from when I was 16. Um, but no, it's a good shout. And the whole thing about diversity and inclusion and belonging, it is about more, being more intentional with yeah. it. Now, I think 2022, it's not new. And I say this to everybody, it's not a new thing. It's just now people are expecting you to be more intentional with what yes. you are going to do yeah. around it. But but I think that plays out in a lot of things. It's, you know, it's expectations and it's, you know, I've talked about hybrid work and how we've all passed a spider phone around a room. This this yeah. Again, this isn't new, but people won't tolerate some of those behaviours that we've yeah. tolerated before. And I think diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging is the same. Yeah. We won't tolerate things that we may have tolerated three years ago because yeah. of societal evolution that has been, you know, catapulted further forward because of the pandemic and things that have changed yeah, how we were definitely yeah well, society it's, says that you can't ignore it or you yes can't yes. pay a blind eye anymore and I think that's that that's what comes out you know even stronger kind of like if do it at your peril yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and it all and it all aligns under that you know the other trend I was going to talk about was that employee experience trend as well mm. you know we're, we're kind of I know it's been talked about quite frequently over the last five years, I would say this whole employee engagement and then to employee experience and then back to employee engagement. And then is it employee experience by design that Trudy just flashed up with a book there? <laughs> but it is, you know, when I was speaking about, you know, when I first started in the world of work, there was a lot of focus around customer journey. You know, what does this customer journey look like, especially in the industries I worked in? And what does customer journey look like? What are their touch points? What's their experience at each touch point? What do we want them to do at each touch point? We never did with colleagues. Mm. No, we never really had that conversation around leaders and colleagues and people in our businesses. And I have seen a, a transition. I've seen a change. So people are now looking at, actually, what is that? What does that journey, you know, a word I do not like, but we'll use it for this context. What does that journey look like for that employee from the moment they apply to that organization to the moment they exit and what their touch points are? What does it look like for them? Including the things like diversity, inclusion, belonging, well-being, all the kind of ESG stuff that we spoke about, like what is it that they need to be aware of? And this is where, I want to bang this drum again, but this is where that personalization comes in, right? We are moving into a world where people are expecting personalization. Mm-hmm. Like what, what does this mean for me? Like I don't really care about what it means for everybody else, but what does this mean for me? And yeah. in the world that we're in right now outside of work, we get a lot of personalization, right? So we get emails that are personalized, even the supermarkets and the, Retail stores send personalised emails based on what you put in your basket last time, saying, "Will you be interested in this?" In the world of work, we're not there yet, like, and we need to get there because we need to make sure that we are communicating the right things to the right people at the right time, and personalisation will play a part in that. And going into the kind of communications world, we do have a part to play in that as communicators. Like, how are we making sure 
that we are not just doing a broadcast performative you know measure kind of stuff because we just want to get it off our list we need to think quite clearly about what does this mean for the population that we serve and that we have to make sure are are brought on board and i do think that again that there's going to be low tolerance from the workforce when they keep getting bombarded with information that's not relevant to them or their work whether we think it is or not you know we need to be quite specific with that so that's another trend even more a bigger trend i think is going to come alive especially with the noise that people have to put up with externally so in you know 20 years ago we didn't have like you just truly we didn't have mobile phones in our hands where we could check sky news and bbc and twitter and facebook and all those kind of instagrams there's a lot of noise that we have to contend with now as, as people you know and we make a decision how much we want to consume i get that but when you're working in a business and you want to communicate with these people you also have to remember that they have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that, you know so what are we doing to make sure that that stuff is valuable so yeah so that's that kind of like my kind of final trend thing i feel like we can't top tips is not really a thing for this i episode. have no advice <laughs> <laughs> i'm all out of the season i've given all of my wisdom i can give we have nothing more to say about it <laughs> <laughs> but i think your last bit there in terms of like what was i suppose for you you've kind of gone like these are the two tips these are the two trends yeah. that i think yeah. are going to be the kind of the big ones so maybe it's that as yeah. the you know what are our two trends that we think are going to be the biggest focus yeah let's, um, do, I, let's let's do that okay <laughs> what are your two trends jenny okay <laughs> i mean nicely just made myself a rod there for my back so i think for me given everything i've talked about this year at different events and different things you know hybrid working is still a big one you know in in october you know i felt like i didn't shut up about it but i think that that for me is still going to be the big one the long term culture change of the pandemic revolution, as I've called it, is something that I think is going to be a massive trend because I think we focus too much on location in 2021 and we need to focus much more on the bigger organisational shift that needs to come with changes to society and work. So, so that's a massive one, but I think that hybrid working will evolve. Like we've talked about other things evolving over the course of the last year, I think hybrid working will evolve into something more in, in 2022. I also do think that certainly for the UK, the trends from an employment perspective with links to the impact of the pandemic and Brexit, I think is something that is going to be massive. And I think that the the impact on what work feels and looks like in the UK, the kind of jobs that exist, the pay of those jobs, I think there's some quite big things that are going to be happening for organisations. And I think that as a trend that is something that we can't ignore, certainly from a cultural perspective, but also when we're looking at, you know, skills, leaders, line managers, all of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast and between each other, there are some big things that are happening outside of organisations that are going to be so impactful that I think is is, is definitely one yeah. to think about. So they're well, my two. Definitely. What about you, Trude? Well, I, I was thinking about playing around in my mind the whole thing about change but how it relates to so many different things so change programs as a as a whole and how we handle them and my hope is that we'll be a lot smarter in how we start to handle them simply because there is an acceleration it's it's almost like the same trend every year I think it's about time we start dealing with them a lot smarter and I also believe that communication is key in the midst of that for it to work but also the different responses to from the different 
groups of people that we have. So if you think about the, the various generations from the youngest to the oldest in the workforce, I, I really think that we need to be mindful of the fact that we are we're a bigger community of workers. We're a we're a, a more diverse community of workers. And and I think that that is going to be a really big area for us to embrace, look at, get involved in, find ways to work together really well. Because, you know, we talk about the future of work, we talk about hybrid working, people are being more direct about their choices. They're not being just guided by, oh, I've got a job for life. Mm. Or, you know, so, so, so the attitudes have changed within this community. And I think, I think it's just important for us to be mindful of that because it's just going to continue to change. I think that's going to be a really big issue for companies as Mm. they grapple with, well, how are we going to keep our workforce? How are we going to keep people here? Therefore, they need to understand purpose. They need to understand who they are, what they're doing, what they're bringing, which then ties into things like ESG and all the things that we've been talking (laughs) about today. But, you know, when you think about it, it it could be just a simplistic type of thing to say, we're going to build a community that works and that works well together. So, you know, you then naturally would start looking at sustainability. You start looking at diversity and so on. So it's like a, I see it like a little spider's web of just all, just capturing all these things that we will have to be mindful of, but that would be mine. Yeah. Yes. No, fab predictions. And let's, we'll we'll review this in uh, 12 months time to see if we're (laughs) wrong or right, if we're saying the same thing over and over again. And by that point, I'll also have my kind of AI hat on They'll be oh, banging yeah. the drum about that as well. Done my foundation, and we'll all be talking about AI and artificial intelligence and virtual reality. And maybe we'll have robots like doing our. No, oh, we no. won't. No, no, stop <laughs> it. No, no robots are coming. But it might be that actually doing that makes us think about topics for next season as well. In terms yeah. of if we do oh, yeah. the course or if you do the course, you know, is it worth having a bit of a conversation about the realities yeah. of AI and and what are the practicalities of it? And you know, let's just How it will talk, impact talk a bit people. real about it, which I yeah. think yeah. is probably the bit that's missing. Definitely. So no pressure now in terms of doing the course. And No, no pressure at all. Gosh, get, get, get cracking on with that in 2020. Not or like understanding good, what it is. Not yeah. like I've got enough to do in 2022, <laughs> is it? Me. Uh, on that note, actually, like, like we said, this is our final episode for season four. If you do have any thoughts on what you'd like us to talk about in season five, which will be out in January 2022, then please do email us through our website. You can find all our details on there, camedgerebels.com. We'd love to hear from you. It's really important that we cover topics that you're interested in as well. Not only what we love chatting about. <laughs> <laughs> so do test us, you know, throw in some yeah. topics. And we'll definitely, you know, we'd love, to, we'll love to kind of have a conversation with that. And thank you as well from all three of us for yeah. spending so much yeah. time with us over the last uh, not only the, these last 12 episodes of season four but if you've been with us since season one we really do appreciate your support you know we've done this for a year now yeah just over a year uh, we wow. started our first episode in uh first season sorry in october 2020 so just over a year we've been doing this and we truly enjoy it yeah. and it has been a delight and we've loved meeting all of you i feel like i'm doing like a goodbye speech yeah, really is it <laughs> We'll be back in January. We're back. Yeah, we're we're back, January. Yeah. yeah, it has yeah. been. We do love it. It's been a good year. It has. And so thank you from all of us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And we'll see you in January 2022. We will. Season five. See you soon. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> to find out more about us, how to sign up to our comms retreat, or to listen to past episodes, go to calmedgedrebels.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, and thanks for listening.